Okay, throw me that beanie. Thanks, buddy. Wait, right. did you say throw me that beanie? Yeah. Uh, Let's go. Hey, 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 hey. Here we go now. Here we go now. Here we go now. Peace drop, peace drop. All right, what have you been getting into? Because you seem very high. I never knew. No, I just, I just really like madness. Uh, that's my new thing. Whenever there's like an awkward situation, uh, I'm not saying this is awkward. Uh, whenever there's an awkward situation, I'm just gonna like try and then just like bass drop, bass drop, and just see if anybody jumps in. You know, clear the awkwardness out of the air. Or you could just embrace the awkwardness. Wouldn't that no. be better? No. Anywho, welcome to the 26th episode of Till Good Game Do Us Part. Hi, motherfuckers! I'm back. Henry is back with us. Oh, before we get into it, if you guys hear laughter, loud noise, or a scream, my friend Gabe is here in the back watching lyrics, so that's that noise. The other noise is the boy is back. Not me, Henry. Beast drop! <laughs> oh, that was an awkward situation for you right now? No, I just felt like saying, bass drop, bass drop. I was going to actually play the music, but, eh, you know. All right, man, so... Let the people know what you've been up to. You know, saving lives. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I worked uh, like I did like six out of seven days, and then I was, and then I did like I was off for like two days, and then I did like five shifts in a row, and then I did like another four shifts. I was just busy. I was doing a lot of work. I don't know why. Uh, so no adventures. No adventures, just a lot of work and doing saving lives and shit. But I'm back and I'm very happy to be back. I've been excited. I've been listening to the two episodes that uh, I was not on. And I have to say they were very good. Um, you know, uh, I think the first thought I had was, man, this guy could carry this show without me. <laughs> and see, at the end of each of them, I had the opposite thought and was like, dang, man, if I ever had to do this by myself, like... <laughs> I could do it, but I feel like I would be very dry and boring. And that's how I felt like listening back to those when I was editing. I was like, dude, I got to bring my energy up. Like, why am I so dry and boring? Like, what the heck? It's because you're very approachable. That's Ah. very very much possible. Um, (laughs) And within that two weeks, I've had people be like, man, your voice on the podcast or like, because I haven't been like I yell, but like I guess not as much or whatever. But people have just been like, "Dude, your voice on the podcast," and I'm like, "I I guess things like mm-hmm. maybe it's the editing." But Gabe, what are you rustling with over there, dog? I can hear you. I, I was, yeah, you should be. <laughs> I was, I was, anyway, I was trying to grab my water. I was trying to grab my water, and like everything was falling as I was trying to grab it. Oh, well, luckily we didn't catch you. We caught Gabe. Well, I caught Gabe. You guys might not have heard it. What kind of water are you drinking, though? You know, just water. Hey, because your boy yeah. got some just water as well. Yeah, I just I uh, on Prime Day. It was literally like on sale, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" And I bought like cases of just water, and I was so, just like, "I need this in my life." And it's delicious water. So, so you're down for the cause? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Jaden Smith, uh, Will Smith, if you are hearing this, 
we have purchased Just Water, not only because we want to stay hydrated, but because we love Just Water, and we are down for the cause to save the environment. Hell yeah. So your boy is looking for the hydration sponsorship, as well as headphones, but we like to stay hydrated. So let's make it happen. Let's go. Give us some water. We'd like some headphones. Maybe some customized Just Water headphones. <laughs> That's super OD. Hey, bright blue you headphones? Get... You'd rock them. Don't even lie to me oh, right yeah. now. So you would. In a heartbeat. I love pastel colors. You know this. Exactly. All right. You want to jump into it? Are let's we get into, into some it? esports, Dow. Yeah, let's jump right into the esports. Wait, news. before we jump into esports, let's just jump into video games as a whole. Yes. With any downtime that you've had from work, which probably sounds like none, have AKA, you been gaming at all? AKA on the F train. Mm. Uh, what have I been playing? I have, well, I have a Switch uh, because I literally, all I've been playing is two games uh, for the past week and a half. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, that shit fucking slaps. I don't know if you haven't gotten it yet, fucking play that shit. I love it. Uh, and then, like, for the past, like, three days, I've just been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, That's new, right? Yeah, that came out Friday. Yeah. Give us your... Friday. How many hours do you think you've put into it thus far? Like, on both games or just one? Just, just like Fire Emblem, since it came out on Friday. Uh, let me see. I had work Friday night, so Thursday I stayed up. So it came out at, like, midnight, so from 12 midnight to, like... 7 a.m. I played, Jesus. and then like I would say like give or take two hours for commute time every day for the past. So I'd say like I've already have at least at least 14 hours on the game. At so least. give us your 14 hour quick review of Fire Emblem. Uh yeah, if you don't like story and you don't like slow things, you won't like Fire Emblem. Uh, it's uh, it's a Fire Emblem game. It is a lot of tactics and fighting, and the the combat's cool, but. Uh, they've added like some elements of exploration and like uh, form relationships with these other characters and like they've already had that but it's a little bit more in depth so if you don't like story building it's gonna feel boring to you um but the fighting's cool that's my review if 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 you're not into like story-based anime-ish games you're not gonna like fire emblem three houses but you would say that it's a good game like in i think it's a very good game it. If that, yeah, it's a very good game for commuting. I also think, again, I think Ultimate Alliance 3 is such a good game for commuting. Um, you don't really need other people to play with, but it's fun to have your friends to play to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a game that I, I consider, like, I can, after a week, uh, I think I have, like, 25 hours into it at least. Because and- I literally was playing it every day after shift, on the train rides, all that shit. But have you played much with other people, like friends or online? If yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. On like the one, one or two nights I've had off, I, I, me, uh, friends and I, we play like five hours straight of just co-op Ultimate Alliance online, and it's pretty fun. But here's my big gripe: Nintendo Switch. Can y'all get a fucking voice service on your console? Like you know that, right? The Switch doesn't have its own like. You can't voice call someone on your Switch. Have you been able to do that on any of the Nintendo devices? Because I don't. No, but Nintendo like, this is, come on. Like, you want us to play all these multiplayer games, but then you don't give us the ability to talk. So we got to, me and my friends, we talk through Discord, which isn't terrible, but still, it's just like, 
Because it's open annoying. communication leads to toxicity. And Nintendo is family-oriented, Henry. Why can't you understand that? That was a... I mean, I know you were joking, but that actually was a very good... <laughs> that sounded good. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a, a disgruntled Nintendo fanboy? A uh, little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Perfect. That's what I was aiming for. That's what you were going for? Yeah, a little bit. Um, right. So in regards to my gaming es- escapades yeah, over the past like, two weeks, uh, Siege, I've been like practicing at that. I'm really enjoying it, even when I'm Ooh. throwing. Who the fuck you practicing for? Nothing. Just like a, it's actually a game that I enjoy that I actually want to get better at. My my thing is that I, I think it's all bullshit. I think Chorus is trying to get good so that whenever we go to a con... And they have a random fucking tournament. He's not gonna be like, "I'm gonna qualify." First of all, and I'm gonna, I'm you know gonna me win. better than this. <laughs> we are not gonna make this a thing. You know that I would never go on that stage and play. Yeah, you will. Not, not in like some fan tournament based thing. No. Yeah, and then you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna bring a Bluetooth, a Bluetooth uh, speaker, and just play like random shit as you're walking up the fucking thing, and they'd be like, "Troisif." No, I'm just kidding. No, see, I would do uh, that. I would do that as a player. Like, if I was playing for an org, I would 100% do that. But, like, if it was something like at PAX East, like the after party when they were playing Rocket League against random people, like, you would not see me go up on that stage and play. Like, that's not happening. Guy. So, you, you, uh, besides Siege, what else are you playing? Because I have another question for you. Um, I hopped on GTA because they had that massive casino update. Um, mm. And it's funny because I didn't get to play the, I didn't have time to play the first day that it was released because of like work stuff. We were freaking working like nine and ten hours because it was like release week for our game. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get to play, but apparently like a bunch of the servers were down. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of other people didn't get to play. Like they logged in and just could not play GTA Online because of the casino like patch. Too many people came back to the game. Um, mm-hmm. But I. Once I was able to log in this weekend and play, uh, it was pretty fun. The casino is fun, and it gives you, like, a real-life casino experience. The only thing that bothered me is its lack of casino games. Like, Mm. it has blackjack, which is super fun, and, you know, like, if you have people on the server with you, like, even friends, it's super fun to sit down at the same uh, table and, like, just chat and, like, talk about the game and, like, how fun it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that bothers me about the table is it, I think it seats, it only seats four people. I wish it was like five or six. Um, I mean, just because like the amount of people that we had, we had like six people in our group. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of them, he lives in Saudi Arabia, so he couldn't even play because gambling is banned in his country. Yes. So like I made the joke and was like, they were like, oh, but go buy chips and come play. And I was like, I just made a joke like he's probably not going to be able to play like. He lives in Saudi Arabia. Like, they're going to just, like, make him not be able to gamble because it's considered the same thing. So he tried to, like, go up to the desk, buy chips. He was able to buy a membership. Like, you have to get a membership for the casino. Um, But it's, like, to buy a penthouse. But he tried to buy chips. He couldn't. The lady kept saying he couldn't help us. Then, like, him and our other friend, they went, like, a Discord. And, like, they ended up Googling it and finding out that, like, you couldn't gamble in the casino for the country that he lives. And I'm like... Now I feel like an asshole for making a joke about that. Because like, yeah. we hit him up and was like, dude, come on. Like, we're going to play this week. And he's like, all right, cool. Like, I'm down. And then we find that out. And we're like, well, that kind of just, like, killed the mood. You're just like, what? A- well, 
I don't think you're much of an asshole. I think you were just like, oh, hey, like, there's, like, I think you you were joking, but I feel like you also kind of knew it might have happened. I See, I, I was joking, but I knew that, like, it was, in regards to his culture, like, they won't let you gamble. But I didn't think they would go as far as to be like, in game, you can't gamble. But I, in a sense, after I thought about it, it made sense because it's like, you can spend real life money in game. Like you can buy in game currency to buy chips. And that could be addictive as well because you still want to win. You still want to gamble and win in the game. So then you end up spending real life money on in game currency to continue to gamble. So I was like, in in a way, it makes sense for you, for them to consider like, all right, you still can't gamble. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then today I spent uh time going around the map. They have like uh, like cards scattered across Los Santos. It's like fifty four, mm. and like you get like a suit when you collect all of them. So I went around collecting those to get the additional chips and to just like, so those wouldn't be on the map. So I did that today. Um. Did the little, they have like a wheel of fortune that you can spend and it has like different things that you can get like, uh, it was hardcore next level gambling, man. It really is. It really is. But you can get like, uh, the chips, you can get like, uh, points to level up your character. There's a car you can win. I think you can win clothes, um, money. <laughs> what is your roommate yelling about? Uh, he just said Jeremy Lin doesn't suck. <laughs> I made a comment. Oh <laughs> I made a comment before during while we were eating, and Jesus. it turned into a whole discussion. I was just reading that like thirty minutes and like saw a video of him like breaking down. Yeah, that he was like real emotional because he was like yeah. the NBA gave up on me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, playing the casino. Oh, what I was saying earlier. What bothers me is like its lack of games. Like it has blackjack, it has three po- uh, three card poker, and then it has slot machines and roulette, which I fucking hate and will never play again. Um, but I wish it had like a regular poker table and like different, like maybe like the way that it has three card poker, maybe different ways to play blackjack. Mm. But I don't mind the regular one. But it would just be interesting to see like the different type of. Uh, card games like kind of scattered around the casino mm. um and it the casino was a decent size i i personally wish it was bigger because i would i wanted them to add more so maybe in the future oh and the casino also has horse racing um but like computerized horse racing mm. but they still have the track outside so what i think what will happen in the future is they will either expand the casino or they're just going to add more to what's already inside. Yeah. And I think because they didn't get rid of the actual horse racing track, at some point there might be live horse racing. But I think, like, that might be slightly controversial because of how people view – some people view horse racing now. Yeah. Um, And Rockstar – I mean – they done with controversy before, but that might just be like some controversy that they might want to avoid. But I don't know. But I think because they left the track there, it'll be added. So, um, so you never uh, you never been to a horse race? No, and I kind of don't because I don't think I would you never, go. Never been to a race playing. track. Huh? Wore like what? You never wore white pants with like a button down shirt and like a fancy hat, and no, like you brought a girl who wore like a big ass hat. 
You guys drink wine and White Claw all day? You're explaining a bunch of stuff that would involve me going outside. And I already hate going outside. Uh, so no. Um, I, I hate everyone equally. So me talking to me going outside with a woman would involve me. Yeah, no, you just got me all types of fucked up right now. I hope we never have a live podcast because you literally will have to meet people and they'll be like, Troy, I love it. And you're going to be like, I hate you. I actually know is I wouldn't say that I wouldn't like I tell people like I don't like people. But for some reason, that still makes me super approachable because everyone thinks it's a joke. Yeah. And it's like, it's not really Here, a joke. Uh, for the record, guys, it's not a joke. Troy actually hates people. Like, I do. Like, I don't mind being around them. But I, if I had to have the choice, it's like, I'd rather not be around people. On the other hand, I love people. <laughs> so if you ever recognize my voice and be like, hey, aren't you Henry from Till Good Game to his part? I'd be like, fuck yeah. You want a white claw? I would love. I've been. I've been a white claw kick lately. Sorry. We're not sponsored by white claw. We're trying to get sponsored by Just Water. So. Yeah, if white claw and if white claw and just and just water want to sponsor us, let us know. I think truly, the other day someone at work brought up white claw, and I wanted to throw like my entire lunch at them. Why? Because for some, because I saw this video of this dude on Twitter about like drinking white claw, and I think you retweeted it. It's like when Ain't you come no lo- home from uh, college and you d- there's no white claw or something. Ain't no laws and you're drinking claws, baby. Right, get out. Get out of the podcast right now. Guys, right, let's get into some very, This is a short-lived return, but I guess <laughs> I got to go. This is Let's get into some esports. Uh, yeah, oh, wait. Let's, did, let's... Did, did I answer your question? You said you had a question uh, in regards to what I was playing. Oh, yeah. If you were an esports uh, uh, like person, what would be your walkout song? Ooh, that's a good question. I'd probably change it every week. Like, every weekend that I'm going to an event, I'd probably change it to something else. Wow. Um, But at this very moment, it'd probably be something off the DaBaby track. Actually, no, I take that back. It would be... DaBaby. I I, I think most of the time it'd probably be DaBaby, but right now it'd probably be this song called uh, 18 Wheeler by... Benny the Butcher featuring Pusha T. And it's mm. literally a song talking about being a drug connect. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What about you? Um, are you signing because you're about to be disappointed? Are you about to disappoint me with your answer? Or are you signing because you probably, don't know? Probably. 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 Okay. Uh, mine would probably be um, Child's Play by Drake. Sorry, I just burped, but why? I don't know, because why you always got to fight with me at Cheesecake? But, like, you're... That doesn't even make any sense. Why? <laughs> okay, first it's of all, got- what, what, what game would you be... Like, imagine you're playing Overwatch and you're coming out for the Dallas Homestead. Or, no, the Atlanta Homestead. Let's, that was the previous one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you be coming out to Child's Play? All right. Did you go to Cheesecake when you were at the Atlanta Homestead? Like, theoretical. Let's just plan this out. Did you go to – would you have gone to a Cheesecake? Okay. You know what? (laughs) 
Secondly, who would be this person that you would be fighting at this cheesecake? Actually, would it be your teammates? Actually, you know what? You know what song? Actually, fucking what's that song by Mac Miller? Knock knock. Is it? I know what song you're talking about. Three, four, some crazy ass kids gonna knock up on your door. So let them in. I I know what song you're talking about. Yes, that's what I would come out to. That that actually makes a lot more sense. And because you'd be ignorant enough to like go and knock on your opponent's like computers, like yeah, I would like walk up and just like knock on (laughs) knock on their monitor and be like let them in. Let, and then and then and then I'd be in the head of every esports news like local player gets his face punched in by other players for being a wild dirtbag. They wouldn't they wouldn't punch your face. No one would take my side. Or, like if if they were like he got punched in the face. Oh why did he get punched in the face? Oh well he walked out to Mac Miller's song and started knocking on people's monitors. Very true. And like and like and then like he he was a wild asshole. Nobody would be like, oh poor him. No they'd be like yeah fuck that guy. Or the other two songs that I'd probably walk out to is uh, Praise the Lord by ASAP Rocky, because Free ASAP, and I was listening to Skepta's album, which is really dope. I know this isn't Uh a music podcast, but I just thought about it. So Free ASAP, or I would walk out to, uh, because I'd be a hype beast if I was an esports player, I'd walk Uh out to Fashion Killer by ASAP Rocky. Wow. What's up? Uh... Yeah, no, go you. Those are those are actually really good songs. <laughs> You'd walk out to Fashion Killer as well, though. Yeah, I mean, I also would probably walk out to Tokyo Drift. All right, let's get into some esports because now I wonder just... if you know. <laughs> you cannot well, walk out to Tokyo Drift if you're playing Overwatch. Just be like, Gabe, why are you standing up? Oh. <laughs> I was asking my friend why he's standing up, and he has his uh, Apple Watch because he has to keep standing up every minute. All right, first off, I don't know anybody who actually fucking listens to the time to stand up prompt. He, him, he listens to it. He's standing up right now. But I think it's also watching because, lyric. I think it's because I usually wear my Apple Watch only when I'm at work, so I'm always on my feet. So my Apple Watch, my Apple Watch tells me to breathe more than it tells me to stand up when I'm at work. It's like it's time to take a breath, time to do some deep meditation breathing, and I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> I don't got time for this. So it's like your heart, it's like your heart rate seems a little high. Are you going through a lot of stress? Yes, I am. Then why don't you just take the watch off? I I just shut off. I I saw, I put the I turned off the 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 breathe mode. And he's like, I'm a nurse. You don't tell me how to live my life. You don't tell me how to live my life. You don't tell me. You don't judge me for the fact that I tell patients all the time you shouldn't drink so much, and then I binge drink on the weekends. I'm just kidding. I don't binge drink anymore. Actually, yes, he does. But uh... no, I don't. Whatever. Let's get into the news, please. <laughs> Well, ah! I guess we can start with we can start with uh binge drinking. Oh, because if you continue to binge drink, you're gonna be fired, just like Jason Bundell. Even though uh, he was not fired for drinking. For those of you who don't know, Jason Bundell was a director or a, the head director, um, for like Black Ops Four at Treyarch, and him and I believe nine other people were let go. They were not. They were, they were fired. But no, there's, up- there's an update. The, yeah. What what update are you reading? From Activision. Is is this a tweet? Because is this right now? Like, because the article I'm looking at says he is let go from Treyarch. Can you um, can you link me? So, in response to the questioning from Charlie Intel, Activision made an official statement on whether Jason Blundell has been let go from the company. 
The statement reads as follows. While we typically don't comment on a rumor, as personal matter, we feel it's important to address. Jason has not been fired, and in fact has continued to direct the Zombies experience for Black Ops 4. In addition, Jason, along with a handful of developers, are working with Activision to develop new creative opportunities. So, I lied, and... Um, oh, this is why you need me on the show! Well, you didn't have to yell at me. Oh, all right. So, hmm, that makes... Hmm, now I'm curious. That makes me question... Because I definitely read this article earlier in the week, right? Said he was fired. Yeah. <laughs> and then even in a tweet, it says, 10 fired over drunk leaks and other failures. Which is hilarious because it makes me think... Well, first of all, I didn't know that they were drinking. I was just trying to make a super dope, like, segue, and somehow that worked. But it makes me think that maybe him and the nine other executives were planning to leave. And there were leaks going around that they were going to get fired. Mm. And those leaks were probably getting, like, you know, leaked because, like, Hey, if they're gonna quit, let's fire them. And there might have been yeah. some behind the scenes talk that said, like, hey, like, let's solve this so we don't have to quit. Or so you don't have to come out and say, like, you're gonna be fired. You know what I mean? Because mm. I mean times uh, of like people heard like, uh, oh, this person's gonna leave, and it's like, okay, well, well let's fire them. Like, that's hmm. This makes me really skeptical now after that update or that I can't trust this news article or like this uh, outlet ever again. Mm. But again, it was an update. So, hmm. well, to what, be what fair, um, to be fair, uh, quartering has came out like in his tweets, uh, the quartering has come out and basically saying like, oh, he's like Activision is actively denying like everything that I reported on. Um, but I've had two <clears throat> two employees they've reached out to confirm that he was fired. Um, so it's like conflicting. Yeah. So I think what it is, is that I think I'm going to go with what you were saying is that all these rumors started kicking up that he was fired. And then it kind of came to the point where it was like, shit, now we really can't fire this guy. Well, what if we just kind of, I think Activision is trying to, in the process of letting him go, or I think they're trying to work with Jason to be like, Hey, listen, man, why don't we move you to do like, cause even in their, in their tweet, in their response, they said, uh, working with actors to develop new creative opportunities so maybe that's the idea is that they're trying to have work with way for him to step away from like black ops 4 in general like even away from just directing zombie experiences yeah because he was a lead zombie developer yeah so i think they're trying to have him just like why don't we have you find something new um but that's kind of weird because for black ops 4 there was or was it black ops 3? i think both of those previously haven't had a a game uh, a campaign and it says that I can't remember from reading the article because I read it earlier in the week, but it said in Black Ops 3 or Black Ops 4, he was working on a campaign and then they scrapped it. But he but he was supposed to work on that in junction with being the head um, zombies developer. So technically he yeah. was leading two different campaigns, but like yeah, zombies they took, was like his bread and butter. They kind of, uh, they, they, uh, like they, they demoted him essentially. Yeah. Like, they demoted him from just being the head of, like, at both Black Ops and Zombies to just Zombies. Um, but 
there's also the idea of um, two other employees, uh, Showfielding and Condry. Because remember, if they were from when Sle- when Sledgehammer like moved to Activision, they actually ended up like they were like a Activision right now is kind of just like quelling the rumors, and then like in the next month or two weeks or something like that, they're just gonna let uh, Blundo go, just like real quietly, like low key, and hopefully no one notices it. You know, like if you because it's the idea of like okay, let's quell the rumors now. Say that he's still working for us, and then like, oh, and then like maybe like a month from now, just quietly be like, oh, we let him go, and then just, no one really puts a thing about it because we already were like expecting it to happen. This so it, also, I, it also could be like a pressuring thing though, like right? Say like, say they have let him go, but they're now denying it. But then, the guy that tweeted out the quartering, who tweeted out and said like he he confirmed with two other people that he was fired, they could always be like. Have let him go and now like pressuring him to stay quiet because of NDA stuff, right? Because if he leaked it, that's already like legal trouble for him. So they could be pressuring him to be like, stay quiet. And then later down the line, they're like, he stepped away. You know what I mean? Because like right now they're saying, no, he's still here. He's still working on stuff. But like you said, like a month down the line, it could be like, oh, things didn't work out. And he decided to part ways with us. But he might not be able to speak out on it because of NDAs. Yeah, especially if something's already been leaked. Yeah, uh, I will do my best to keep track of this. I'm not the best journalist, and I'm not a journalist. I don't have a journalism degree, but I'm gonna try to figure out and keep an eye on like what the hell is going on in what this situation. Because this is really because again, I hadn't clicked on this article after I read it. I didn't see the update. Yeah, yeah. About Treyarch coming out and saying, like, no, he's here. He's working with us and, like, a handful of other people. Like, we're cool. Mm. So it's like, hmm, little fishy. Yeah. While we're on Call of Duty, I guess we can talk about uh, Evil Geniuses. They put out a statement saying that they would not be in the Call of Duty League. Yes, they are going to. Uh, they are not going to be pursuing. They're going to be taking their coaches, their roster, their coaches, their players, and they're going to be trying to f- help them find new homes for them. Um, it was a very like quick statement though from them. It was just like we're not doing this. We're going to try to. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna help our players find a new home, and we're gonna focus on on making our brand better. Um, which I think it's just the idea of. Uh, I think it's the idea of Evil Geniuses just doesn't want to have a Call of Duty team and they would rather focus on their other team, um, which I think it's it's a plain, clear-cut sort of thing. Um, Let's also not forget, though, they they have, like, that whole new management, right? Remember, they just got the, the new yeah. CEO. So it could be a re, like reprioritizing and reformatting. Because they currently have people playing Fortnite, they have Rocket League, they have Rainbow, they have Smash players, they have Street Fighter, I mean, and yeah. Dota is their biggest, like... Yeah, it's like Dota 2, and um, I guess I, I would say like Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom, because they have taken a couple... Some of their players have taken, like, uh, like some of their players have taken Evo things, and... Like the the in they took first in the Canada East Coast Championships for Street Fighter Five, so it seems like maybe they're trying to they could be focusing just on like Dota and maybe trying to change over to just like fighting games, 
Um, and well, I feel no, like well, they still have shooters. They still have siege. I don't I think, know. I think siege. I think with what it is is because siege is such a legacy esports org where they either don't believe in franchising or they realize that because of how large we are and we know like what scenes we are the strongest in mm-hmm. investing in the call of duty franchise system again not having an overwatch team would not be the greatest investment for them with yeah. new management coming in yeah because a lot of people that we see coming in to Call of Duty, it's they they have spots for Overwatch. I think the only people that we saw come in thus far is who doesn't have an Overwatch team is um whatever the Minnesota thing that Gary V is doing. Yeah, hundred thieves have already like they haven't come out and said like we're not gonna be in the franchise league, but they're like considering it because Optic is already like the LA team, so. How many LA teams are you gonna have, you know, into this one franchise league? Mm. You can't have the entire league just be like a bunch of LA teams. So oh, I mean, you I could. Have, I mean, I mean, well, like, how many? Then. How many fucking teams are from are from LA or from California in Overwatch League right now? Four, three, like you know, it's a nice well, they, chunk. They can they can do that, but it what what works for Overwatch League is they're not all based out of LA though. Like, there's what two or three because all the chinese teams are going back home yeah um, no you're right you're and, right and, you're and right call of duty league they're doing the same thing it's going to be city based so if you have like how many slots did we say i think it was was it 16 or yeah 16 imagine half of those teams just hypothetically half of those teams are la based mm-hmm uh-huh. one is la favoritism because when you have the championship it's going to be uh, logistically wise. It's going to be cheaper for you to just host it in LA instead of any mm. other city based, um, and just fly like the other half of the league out to LA. But then, like, there's no diversity amongst the league. Like, there's, and you have the the to worry about like overcrowding of sponsors because, like, we see with Overwatch League and how we saw with uh, Houston Outlaws, if they start doing local sponsors, then those local sponsors are going to be, like, getting all this uh, exposure and views only in the L.A. So uh-huh. then, like, the other city-based uh, teams will be kind of lacking because, like, they don't have that advantage of not being in L.A. Yeah, and, and again, it's... The, just it, go to L.A. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's you know, all the money's going to be on the L.A. teams and the other teams are kind of going to be like, well, what the fuck do we get? Yeah, well, and because... The point of these city-based franchises and city-based leagues is not supposed to just be... It's supposed to be the counter of what esports is now. Like, LA is the hub, right? And we're kind of yeah. seeing people, like, spread out. But LA is the hub. And what people are trying to do with the, the city franchises is bring this new in and, I guess what they see is this like spectacular spectacular number of revenue into their city. It's not just supposed to be like we're trying to grow esports, boom, like let's make it official, have franchises and be like traditional sports. No, like they're trying to 
build all these teams up, make them known locally to the area, and then be like, oh, well, we're the team from DCU. We're the team from New York. We're the team from Dallas. We're the team uh-huh. from Seattle. Like, you're a fan of video games. You're a fan of Overwatch. You're a fan of Call of Duty. Come spend money in your own city. Like, uh-huh. that's what these are supposed to do. So, again, if, like, everyone's in L.A., it's like the money is just being funneled right back into the city of L.A. because that's where a majority of these teams are. And you got to think about, like, how much money these investors are, like, spending and if I'm like a New York investor, well, granted, like it wouldn't matter. You want you just want to get your money, right? But if uh-huh, you can uh-huh. have that money come back to New York and maybe, you know, help you out in your New York taxes or whatever, that's a better look and that's what you're gonna push for. So that's why I think already like you see teams backing out or not pursuing this placement into uh, the Call of Duty League again because I think too many people are based out of LA and the fact that a lot of these orcs don't have Call of Duty or excuse me Overwatch League teams where they don't see the benefit of joining Call of Duty without mm-hmm. an Overwatch League team. Yeah, but to me it seems like with Evil Geniuses, I just feel like they're not hesitant, but. I think I think, trying, they, I think they're trying to find like they're like okay again like what esports do we know we have a strong footing in Dota two like you know we have Ricky or yeah I, and Chris I think it's I think it's more so the idea that they're they're like all right like let's let's just stick with what we're what what we know our te- what know what team we're gonna stick with the teams that that we know that are good at what they not good like every team is good but like we're gonna go with the teams the we're gonna stick with the teams that have kind of brought us attention that have brought us um sort of like well like recognition i think yeah. that's what they, i think they're putting they want to focus on the teams that have given them recognition by winning tournaments and winning like stuff like that and, and bringing in some form of currency and stuff like that um i don't think they want to restart with the call and push into the call of duty league because they feel like i think they feel like they're not gonna have much of a turn I think they're gonna fly. They, I think they're afraid that their team's gonna fly under the radar because there's so many. As we talked about, there's so many other teams, and that's it. You know, I think they're, they'd rather put their stuff and their time and their effort into a, into into teams that can that are actually gonna give them some kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, cash back, like a cash back on their investment. That's what I feel. I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. And it could be, it just could also be like the newer investors as well, like, mm. or or what you said, like the new investors having that same, uh, like train of thought, like what you just said to be like, look, like we're new, we're coming in here, we don't want to throw all this money at this league, let's stick with what we know and where we see the most, uh, you know, revenue being generated back to us, and you know, focus down on that and like that be our our bread and butter for evil geniuses. Right. So moving on from evil geniuses and call of duty. Genji. Ooh, Genji. They had some issue. Well, technically it's moving on from call of duty. Cause like they have, it's not, it's things. still staying in there. So Genji had to address some controller malfunctions that happened at the call of duty, uh, finals. Mm-hmm. I think this was in Miami. 
and Jinji was playing uh, E United. They straight up said, you know, congratulations to E United. Well deserved victory, first place. But like, we want to address the fact that like we had issues with our players, like equipment, and it needs to be known. So pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, a uh, a player's controller broke, and they came out and like Call of Duty came out and said like. It's not our responsibility to provide your players with equipment. Like all players, I think it's actually in the handbook that says like all mm. players should have a spare controller on them mm-hmm. in case something happens. Yeah. Is that not a little, a little wonky? Like as a tournament organizer, like you're telling people like, hey, bring your own controller. But if something happens to it, like you should have a backup. Yeah, I. But I guess it works too, because again, if you have a mouse or control or keyboard, and something happens to it, Riot's not gonna. Well, Riot might be because it's Riot, but like, Dreamhack isn't gonna be like, oh, well, here's a keyboard. They're gonna be like, hey, have the team manager run to the nearest freaking Fry's or Micro Center and get get a keyboard. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how I feel about this. What, what how do you feel about this? So here's the thing. I, I I will applaud Gen G for being like like just being like, hey, like we it was a misfortune, things happen. Um, you know, it sucks that play like it, it fucked up. And you know, but you know, we're gonna put this to bed, we're gonna look forward, you know. Well, I like the ending where it's like, and with that, we put this to bed on Twitter and elsewhere. You know, this has been an incredibly exciting season. Uh, first year CWO for Gen G. And I think that's really good that they kind of just were like, hey, shit fucking happens. Um, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to move on from this and we're going to move forward and we're going to hopefully never have this happen again, which I think is great. But I also think it's just a little sketch that they were. It was just like, hey, my controller broke. Oh, cool. You guys aren't going to do anything. Cool. Well, guess I'll fucking suffer. Um, I, I feel like they definitely brought what's up. I just wish there was something more in regards to like, like I feel like, like now can, players are gonna have to walk around with like three controllers in their bag in case something happens to it. I don't think that's gonna be the case. I think I think maybe like there should be some kind of they definitely should have um they maybe they should just start carrying around like a backup because if his thing is that like these organizers aren't gonna back you up and when you're like hey my shit is broken they're gonna be like well. I don't know. Go get another one. We don't fucking supply that. We already gave you. I think it's the idea of like, it's like, we gave you the venue to play. Like, and it's your job to just bring what you got. Bring your talent, bring your equipment, and that's it. So I think uh, I think they should start to just carry around some backup games. It's like whenever they're out and about, they should at least... I think these players should at least be practicing on two sets of gear just so because so they're familiar with both sets and they can be like, oh, fuck, this broke or this is not working like something. I just have um, something else. Yeah. And this might make a little bit more sense. Part of the reason that they probably do. Care, or, uh, excuse me, probably part of the reason that they probably do not carry spare equipment for players to use is probably in part of sponsorships 
a lot of COD players are sponsored by Cup, uh, Scuff, excuse me, are sponsored mm. by Scuff, and some of the players are sponsored individually and others aren't. So imagine if they have to play without a Scuff controller, if that is or is not their sponsor. Like, if, the, if that is or a non-Scuff controller, like, say there's another third party. I'm not familiar with what other controllers may be in that space, but... Or let's just say this for example. Imagine you're sponsored by Scuff. Your controller breaks. There's no Scuff booth at the event. Someone's like, "Yo, uh-huh. I got this Mad Cats controller." I know Mad Cats probably doesn't exist anymore, uh-huh. but I have this Mad Cat controller. Like, you can use it. And that person, that player, gets caught on stream with that Mad Cat controller. They might like have a within their sponsorship deal or in their contract, they might get fined for using non-sponsored equipment because like that's a thing like in the nba and other sports like hey here are these nike shoes yeah but if you wear adidas like we're not sending you more shoes and you have to pay us because we're paying you to wear our shoe and you and like you didn't Mm -hmm. so it could be something like that with tournament organizers not wanting to have to supply you know a bunch of different controllers and that coming out of like whatever budget they may have because we need to have backups and it's just like we can't afford to have backups and we're if another player gets caught without you know their sponsorship controller that could affect us you know what i mean like that player could right. be like well these are the only controllers they had what what was i supposed to do so i think instead of them being responsible for it they put it on the players and say hey look get you a backup controller if you got to walk around with four controllers in your backpack do it but like Mm. we're not the ones gonna be responsible if your controller breaks so now that i just thought about that it makes more sense and now i'm not as confused and now you're not as salty yeah well i wasn't salty it was more of like i kind of was like why wouldn't you want to provide something for the player but as i sat and thought on it it makes more sense what a douchebag i'm just kidding so so speaking of Genji, yes, and, uh, and it's we and we and it's weird because we were just talking about L.A. and Call of Duty, and we continued right. And yeah. Genji opens a headquarters in L.A., which yep. could potentially mean that Genji would consider being another L.A. Call of Duty team. Mm-hmm. But you being an Overwatch fan. How do you feel about Genji open a, a a headquarters and training facility in the city of Los Angeles? So we've known about this. They've kind of had they they started they've been teasing it for a while, and I think uh, I think I've gone over this that I prefer, especially for players, having a training facility be separate from your living quarters. Um, so I think it's I think it's a good idea. I personally don't feel like I feel like. They're crowding again. We've talked about this. They're crowding a oh, excuse me. Ugh. They're crowding a market. Uh, in the LA market, like I think they could have put their headquarters somewhere else. They could have put it like even if it was still in California, you could have went San Diego, San Jose, just like not LA. Uh, well, but I do think it's cool that they did open up this training facility that's going to be housing. Not only like Soul Dynasty, uh, not housing. It's gonna be, it's you know, it's not only gonna be for Soul Dynasty. It's gonna be for their Apex teams. Um, you know, shout out to Silk Thread. Um, 
you know, they're going to have Call of Duty, Fortnite, and it's going to also be at, like, a place for, like, uh, the, like, for some of the sponsored Gen Z content creators to kind of be able to use as their own space, which I think is cool. I definitely think the idea of having, like, a headquarters where it's like, hey, you're a sponsored Gen Z content creator, why don't you come, like, why don't you come do some stuff with the, at the, at this big fancy place and you don't have to use your fu- you don't have to spend all this money to do these big to make all this elaborate content you, we can give you that which i think is a very cool thing um so i think i think it's not only that it's doubling as a training facility for esports players it's also double it's also for content creators that are going to be sponsored with gen g which i think is dope i think uh i think we need more of those kind of hubs for content creators especially um, like, you know, you have 368 out here in New York, which lets like content creators, like they invite content creators all the time to come and do stuff, which I think is awesome. So, you know, the only gripe I have with it is why LA? You could have been anywhere else in California. Well, I think it's probably LA because they also have that's, their that's headquarters in Seoul. How do you feel? How I do think, you feel about the Gen G? I think, I think the fact that they also have a headquarters in Seoul and flights from LA to Seoul might be cheaper for them. Uh-huh. Um, that that might have been considered in logistics. Um, it, it says that it's based out of the uh, electronic arts, so out of EA's like Los Angeles studio building. I don't know if anyone at Genji has ties with uh, people from EA, so that could play a part in it. Uh-huh. Uh, I do like the fact that they said that there will be players in apartments that are only a two-minute walk from the headquarters. Um, mm. now I know we talked about like, uh, you know, team houses, mm-hmm. I don't know how, I guess living, uh, two minutes away from work could be a great thing, but it could also be the, I actually, I won't say that it'll probably, it's probably better than it is worse. So I won't even get into that. I think there's still separation from your job. If you're, if you're living, if it, even if you're two minutes away, you yeah, don't well, have, you're well, not in the saying. same place, you know? Yeah, and that's why I said like I I don't want to dwell I don't want to try to turn it and flip it into something that's negative because in a way they're they're this is more positive than what a team house would be. This is yeah. way more beneficial. You know that yeah, you can Troy. leave the headquarters and go back to your apartment. Yeah, Troy being a fucking negative Nancy today. I God. Do, I do like the fact that uh content creators will have a space to go. Um they're gonna be, you know, have access to like gyms. But I think to some extent, this outside of just like the gym stuff and like personal trainers and like the health stuff, that the content creating space may help smaller streamers that are partnered with them. Um, because I feel like larger content creators will always want to do something with their friends. And that would have like depending on what it is, because I don't know in, uh-huh. entirely, you know, what that what that content creator space will be like for them. But I feel uh-huh. like when you look at like YouTubers, they want to do collabs and stuff, but they want to go like out there out and about in, in the city of LA doing these collabs and stuff. Right. What, what, what gain do larger streamers have um, from this content create space? Like I, to me personally, I just feel like it benefits uh, smaller streamers and content creators more, uh-huh. which I don't mind. Uh, I'm just right. curious to see like how many of the larger named content creators that are on their streaming roster, like 
Well, I think it's I think it's good also because if you're housing, if you're able for it to give these streamers and content creators a little bit more like space to work, I think. I think like you it's again it goes back to me saying, you know, the smaller streamers don't have to spend a fuck ton of money when they hopefully will be able to go to this headquarters and do some of their own, you know, save money by doing their own content creating with better equipment, you know? True. And it also could be like if they don't have access to a specific type of equipment or if their equipment breaks. Yeah. They have I, still a space to go and be like Yeah, it could be the idea of like a simple thing as hey, like, I would love to try to start doing green screening. And it's like, oh, maybe I'll go to the headquarters and see if they can teach me how to do, or, like, I'll learn how to do green screening on, like, their fancy stuff. And then, like, hey, you know, JG, also sponsored by Razer. Hey, I like this. JG, can you hook me up with the fucking Razer chroma screen? Bam. What's up? True. You didn't think about that shit, did you? No, I didn't. And you brought up a good point, so. Yeah, it's the idea of also, it's also the idea of like, oh shit, like Genji has the top of the line equipment. Maybe I could like now that I'm starting to get more money and more views, I can start buying into these products. Hey, I'm helping out the sponsors of the company that sponsors me. Bam. It's a win win situation for everyone. So you flipped it more into a positive than I did. That's what I, I gotta it. do. That's that's what I'm here for. So where you wanna move from there? We got Gen G, Call of Duty. Should we get uh, into the Fox Watch news? You know what? I'm not so much I'm not so much up to date on the Echo Fox Watch news, so I'm gonna let you take that and let's talk about it. Let's go. Fuck, here we go. Echo Fox Watch with Troy. I don't remember if that was the same like intro thing that you did last time. Dude, it's been like four weeks since we done one, so Echo Fox Watch with Troy. Now with your host. Troy. So, our boy Rick Fox. No, 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 no. We gotta restart that. Love Listen, it. I gave you such a good intro. Come on, you gotta give me like you gotta be like a news reporter over here. I am. Be- I'm reporting the news. You can't start a news report with so. No, no, no. Come on. So our boy. That's what I started oh. with. Continue. Okay. Rick Fox and Echo Fox. Yeah. They have decided to sell their LCS bot and pretty much like the entire, well, actually, I can't say that. I don't think they've decided on if if they're selling the whole org or just the LCS bot. So I'm just going to say the LCS bot. Echo Fox has decided to sell their LCS bot for $30 million or $30.25 million to Conan Sports and Entertainment who are the owners of Arsenal, Denver Nuggets, and the Los Angeles Gladiators. Mm-hmm. This all happened because they got a seven-day extension to get rid of the racist shareholder, which they were not able to accomplish. And he, they tried to come to an agreement with him where it's like, hey, you won't be the shareholder, but we can put like the shares into like this thing owned and run by your family. And I guess someone at Echo Fox was probably like, nah, like, or maybe at right was like, nah, like we're not doing that. Get rid of them. Yeah. So they weren't able also, to do it. Well, cause fucking riot is already in hot water all the fucking time because they're sexist assholes. Anyways, continue. 
they didn't they didn't reach the deadline. So at no point did at no point did Riot say, "Hey, you." They just said, "Get rid of the guy." They never said you're gonna have to sell your LCS lot. They just said, "Well, they did like say like you will not be a part of this anymore." So in a sense, they were kind of like, "Get rid of them, or y'all are out." Right? Yeah. They couldn't do it, so they decided to sell. They submitted a proposal that has to be approved by Riot or the LCS, uh, like esports. Mm-hmm. For for the new ownership group to like be approved and obtain the LCS lot. They don't know if again it's just them selling the slot. They they literally could rebrand. They could buy the same roster. They could take over all of Echo Fox. But they have to sell because this dude just refuses to leave. So in a way, he kind of wins. And here's why. He wasn't removed. The team ends up getting hurt more than he does. And the team gets sold and he gets part of that share from the team being sold. And the worst of all, this is probably, we're going to see, we're potentially going to see Rick Fox exiting from not only the League of Legends space, but esports as a whole. If this means Echo Fox is being bought out entirely in the future. Do you really think that's the case, though? For what exactly? That uh, Rick Fox is going to be completely out. I think we will see a lot less of him than we already have. Mm. If he doesn't remove himself 100%, he will probably remove himself, I'm going to say, at least 75%. He may still be in contact with orgs and working with them to, you know, maybe a connection here and there. or to, So you think he's going to start people. gradually letting go of some of his, like, powers? I do. I think he... Well, again, remember, he was already trying to sell his share and step away from Echo Fox because of this. And the fact that this guy tried to come out and say, like, I didn't didn't threaten his family. Like, him and I are super close, and that was false. And this is almost as a way of him winning and Mm -hmm. Rick Fox losing and Rick Fox being hurt by what this guy has said. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it, it seems to me more of a downfall for Rick Fox than anything else. And it could discourage him to be like, oh, is this the space that, like, is this what esports is? Like, him coming from the NBA, which is a little bit, probably, I don't know if within his time was as dirty or malicious as uh-huh. esports is. Because, like, we're still finding out news about, like, big organizations just being... But again, it's in the it's it's in the past, but it still occurs. Just yeah. being super shady. So, I think it could be him like leaving. I I, I potentially see him leaving esports completely. I don't yeah. want to see it, but I see it happening. Mm. So, I don't think he's gonna leave. I think they're gonna sell his LCS slot. 
let this guy kind of have his cake and eat it too. But I think they're going to, I think Rick Fox is going to stay and try to be like, almost in a way like, never again. Like, I'm never going to like, let this shit get me. Never again. Not today. <laughs> but then I where think, does he, where does he, if, if, if Echo Fox ends up getting sold, right? Or, because Echo Fox, the organization now has that unfortunate to them and I don't know how much effort the org put in as a whole to get rid of Uh this guy but it now has that tainted stain of y'all have a racist in within the organization yeah I know he's a shareholder but it's still gonna fall under the organization like right Mm. I feel where do you go from there you have at some point you have to start a new org yeah, I think it could be that too. I think Rick Fox could just be like, "Fuck it, I'm starting a new org. I'm walking away. I'm just gonna start a new org and never again. I'm never gonna have this shit. Never gonna get burned. Never. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna. As soon as they smell trouble, that's gonna get them out of here. So, 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 do you, based on that, do you think Rick Fox will start a new org and remain in esports, or do you think he will? just go to a completely different org i think he'll stay in esports i think he'll stay in esports and just try his best not to have these situations ever again but do you think he'll stay under echo fox is what i'm i guess asking i think so i think he will i think he's gonna tough it out i think i think i think you know i think he has a point to prove now i think he has a point to prove that it's just one person it's not a whole organization that is like this Shit, it's cold. The other thing that irks me about this entire situation, right? Aside from a potential return of Phoenix One, who I was not the biggest fan of just as their lead team. Um, the thing that irks me about this is the fact that Immortals, and I don't know if these deals were prior to all of this information coming out. I have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that Immortals was trying to buy their way back into the LCS. And to do that, they bought out the parent company of a legacy org of Optic Gaming. Mm-hmm. Essentially tore Optic Gaming apart to only say, hey, we want the Optic Naming Optic Gaming name and Call of Duty. When Rick Fox said I'm, hey, I'm willing to share, or excuse me, I'm willing to sell my shares. And then it comes out that the slot has been bought entirely by a different uh, company. Why did no one from Immortals, before the deal with Optics Parent Company was finalized, go and say, hey, what's going on with this situation? Do you guys want to sell your LCS bot? See, this just sounds like you're salty that Optic Gaming got dismantled. No, because and this is the thing. I I am. I will say yes. I'm salty, but I'm not an Optic fanboy. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm salty because Optic Gaming is a legacy org. Immortals is not. Huh? Does Immortals probably potentially have more money than Optic? Probably, but we won't know that because Optic was. Well, I'm not gonna say we won't know that. We can't say right now because Optic was under a parent company that wasn't doing so great. 
So why buy out the parent company and destroy a legacy org? Or buy, why not buy out that uh, parent company and let Optic own what Optic owns and let them do their own thing and then take every absorb everything else underneath the parent company outside of Optic? You dismantle Optic when you clearly see that there's a chance for you to get back into the LCS without having to dismantle a legacy. It's org. also a power move, I feel like. It's like, look what we did. We're this Oregon. We took over this other big org. We absorbed them. Look what we are. You know, it's not the we got a slot for a team, it's we got a whole organization. I I guess that works for the masses and the people who don't care or won't see it. Because it's like, oh, they bought out Optic, and it's like not really. Optic was bought out prior by a parent company, and then Immortals bought that parent company, not necessarily Optic. Uh But to me, again, it just makes me mad the fact that it's like you're dismantling history for an LCS spot, solely for an LCS spot. Because, again, they already had an Overwatch League team. They absolved uh, Houston Outlaws from it, but they have to sell them. I don't think... Oh, oh! They already had a CS:GO team, so now you're uh, absolving the CS:GO team players, and they're probably going to sell them. You drop the the Gears team, and Optic doesn't have a Siege team. Immortals already had a Siege team, and um, Halo Optic already dropped their Halo team. So you really did all that for an LCS spot, and it shows. But it's it's just weird to me. It's like you do all that for the LCS spot and you mess up a legacy when you could have just been like, obviously there's turmoil in Echo Fox. Let's go over there. And again, I could be not privy to the information, the fact that the deal with the parent company was so far ahead that it was like they couldn't back out. Mm -hmm. But if I was someone at Immortals and I knew like, okay, we're doing this power move Solely for the, uh, the, I feel like you get better. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, you look like the savior if you come in and say, Hey, Echo Fox, we know you're having some issues. We want to take over that slot. We want to get this racist dude out of here. We'll buy your, we'll buy our way back into the LCS and take this spot, and you guys can go do whatever with until you want to get rid of him or, you know, sell the ore. I feel like they look like, almost like saviors of Echo Fox and a re- epic return for Immortals versus, hey, Immortals are coming back to the LCS, but they destroyed uh, Optic Gaming in the process of doing it. Mm-hmm. Why would you not want to look like you're potentially saving and helping a company out, regardless of they sold in Nile? Well, you never know. You never know. They, you never know. It could have been they wanted it and, you know, maybe they... Maybe like Echo, maybe you know Echo Fox was like, nah, we don't want your offer, Immortals. Who knows? We really don't know what happened behind the scenes, um, but it does seem like it's the most. It would have been the most logical move to make, but maybe it was the idea of more so of, hey, we could own Optic, and then if we want future endeavors through Optic, of what they have, their resources, we can pull from them. You know, because you're again, yes, you are. But they're, only, but they're only keeping the name in Call of Duty. They literally disbanded everything else optic or they have but to sell also, it off. Think about it. Maybe they're also thinking about it in the sense of, well, we have the name. So maybe we could utilize that to get some traction in elsewhere. But that's what pisses me off. Uh, absolutely. 
but but, I, but again, I understand what you're saying of, with the legacy, the uh, the power move. That that's the, that is the power move. Yeah, but it's fucked up, and I think that's oh, the damn part that absolutely. It, like but guess what? Angry. These companies we've talked about it. Companies care about money. They don't care about anything else. If there's any way for them to look better, to get more money, to get more credit, it's they're gonna do that way. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, you're the heroes who say who 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 did a favor, who got the money, who who bought for Echo Fox and, you know, are a hero. Cool. But you know what? That power move, though, would have been real fucking dope. In the eyes of, like, someone who doesn't know about video games, who knows about business, they'd be like, oh, shit, Immortals is cutthroat. Versus, uh, they're the people who did that thing. It's it's a power move, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I understand. And, yes, and from coming, from, coming from somebody who is part of the community, you know, it's like, wow, that's a fucked up move. You could have done something helpful. Instead, you dismantle something. And it's like, yeah, but in the long run, business-wise, it was cutthroat and smart. Yeah, I think for me, it's more of the integrity thing. And yeah. uh, like you said, I understand both. I understand what you're, what you're saying, where you're coming from, and it does make sense. I just hate to see it. Yeah, absolutely. But we've been seeing it, and not only we've seen it, you know, you know, esports. This cutthroat kind of move isn't like a new thing in esports. People have been doing that in regular ass companies for since the nineteen fucking twenties, man. Like, yeah, it's, but it's, but it's, it's kind of different when. Well, I'm, and I'm not saying this is shady, well, but it's, it's esports the, it's has the, been more shady cutthroat stuff than it has just been like cutthroat business. I don't know, man, because it's the idea of it's the I, it does it feel more shady to you because it's. Because it is, or is it because it, you feel as if it's a, it hits closer to you because it's something you care about? I I think. Oh no, shit! No, no. I think Immortals buying out Optic is not shady. I think it's good business, but I don't agree with it, like integrity wise. But I think it's good business, and it is cutthroat, and it shows that like, hey, like we do have this power, we can do this. Like you said, a power move integrity wise i just wish they wouldn't have done it but i don't think it's shady by any means now if something comes out and maybe they were in talks with echo fox like echo fox reached out to them and was like hey don't buy this and blah 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 and there's some other stuff comes out sure like that would make more sense but i personally at the moment do not feel that it's a shady business move versus like what we see what's going on and we may talk about this later or breeze over uh, later on uh, like the ninja pajama situation, where it's just people stealing money, players not getting paid, pay, uh, orgs not covering like taxes, like things like that. Like that's shady, and that's like always been in, in the history of like esports. But I don't think like what, like you said, like we see these bigger companies and investors moving into the space and just using business practices that are yeah. just, and I guess feel ugly. When in reality, it's just like at the end of the day, you can say, well, business is business. Right. And I, I think that's where I'm at. Like, I don't think it's shady at all. I just think business is business and business can be ugly from, you know, the different points of views. Mm. Let's get into some Overwatch. Have you been keeping up with Overwatch League? Overwatch League. Let's go. Hey, Shanghai Dragons, stage three champions. Coming from a season one of being 0 and 40 to now being stage three champions after beating not only San Francisco, not only New York Excelsior, but the 19 and 1 Vancouver Titan. I don't know why when yeah. you said 19 and 1, it just reminded me of like 
Washington Justice, when I checked the score of them playing, it was two and nineteen, and I yeah. immediately closed the tab. But yeah, shout out to them. Like Shanghai winning is amazing. It's it's the idea of it's actually something you don't really see. Uh, like in real sports, you rarely ever see like a team known to be the shitty team coming back after like having such a shitty season. You don't see the Miami Dolphins being like, hey, you don't see the Jets like, well, sometimes you see the Jets. The Jets get close and then they just fucking tank it. But very rarely do you see a team have like a horrendous season and then immediately get back on track. Like they had an 0-40 season. You would think coming into season two, they would still be this like subpar team. But no, they got these new players. They made some trades and now they've kind of like they've risen up. So good for them. But I know that's not what we're talking about. But would you say uh, hate it or love it, the underdog's on top? And I'm going, Sean, homie, until my, my heart stops. Stop, stop. Go ahead, envy me. Um, I'm MVP. MVP. And I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Hey, hey talk your shit, Shanghai. Talk your shit, Shanghai. <laughs> oh, my God. Can that be the title of this episode? <laughs> I'm Overwatch League's MVP. Hey, I'm down. Let's get it. <laughs> Wait, do you think? Where do you see them going from here, though? Do you do you think they will continue to go up? Do you think they might oh, plateau? I definitely see them at least getting into grand finals. I see them being in at least the, um, at least in the running to kind of make it towards the the quarterfinals or at least the semis for grand finals. Um, because they're a very strong team right now. They have very good. They have a good tank line. They have great DPS players. Um, I think right now they showed that they were ready for the. Because right now Overwatch League has instituted, and it's just um, it's not just Overwatch League. It's in competitive Overwatch as well. The the roll lock, which is only basically roll locking you into a two 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 setup. And I think they definitely showed that they are pretty are very good at a two 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 setup, and they are very good at a DPS heavy comp. Um, because they rocked with a DPS heavy comp in the in the final in the stage three finals, um, you know one team that didn't fucking that hasn't that's been doing that hasn't been rocking a DPS comp after that first game is New York Excelsior, who they tried a DPS comp and I feel like all their players were so used to running the triple tank tri- triple support meta that trying to play fucking DPS they were just like I don't remember how to do this. Because they're not they they're not used to it, and I think it's the idea of it's always that stage four of Overwatch League. I've noticed now it's the second year in a row where a new comp comes in in stage four, and it throws everyone for a loop because they're just like, well, we've been used to playing this type of comp for three stages straight, and now you expect us to get used to this in what a week's time? Come on, get the fuck out of here. I think that's and I and I said it last year. That's what that was New York Excelsior's downfall is that. The comp changed to like a goat's brigitte uh, thing, and now they're just like ah, uh, and they were stri- scrambling to get used to it after being a dominant DPS, uh, a DPS heavy um, team, and now you're doing the opposite. And I think it's not only New York Excelsior; I think it's a lot of other teams. It's like um, so. I, I think we see. I think we're gonna see Vancouver kind of. I think in my first, we're gonna see them struggle a little bit. Um, I think we're gonna see a lot of the the, the dominant teams like. Uh, uh, San Francisco Shock like kind of struggle because they've been they perfected playing this triple tank triple support and now it's just like oh fuck you we're changing the meta and not only that we're doing a roll lock which I think roll lock is bullshit. Why? Because they're doing it well across the board, right? It's not just yeah. 
it's across the board. It's like, well, we gotta. This is it's, it's almost like Overwatch saying this is how we abolish the goats comp. There are many ways to abolish a goats comp. Like there are many strategies that people have thought of to finally get rid of a goats comp. And then what? And the way a meta develops is something works that. And then something counters that, and then you have a whole new meta, which we were starting to shift towards. We were naturally shifting towards a DPS comp, I feel like. I think we were, the fact that we were starting to integrate Doomfist and Sombra to, to hack, to use hacks and, um, and, and hacks and heavy damage from a, from a Doomfist to, to fuck up a fucking tank line or fuck up a bunch of healers very quickly so the tank line doesn't have it is great. And then the fact that you started pushing towards, all right, maybe in our comp we'll start having a couple more DPS heroes. Like, we'll throw a Pharah in there on top of the Sombra because the Sombra's going to hack somebody. And then, you know, some, uh, and then Pharah will be above. Like, we're naturally, I think, going into a meta, a new meta finally. And it was just like this idea. They were like, never mind, this is going too slow. Let's just fuck it. Let's just push it. And I think that's not only, that's not because also, I think that also came about not because of, not only because it was like, oh, this is like, this is too dominant. I think it was also the idea of people are getting bored. I think people, it was the idea. I think Overwatch saw a lot of people are getting bored of the the GOATS comp. The people are getting bored of watching it constantly. People are getting bored of playing it. I think they saw a drop in play in viewership and in players because people were by stage three, you're tired out. You've seen GOATS a hundred different times, you know, and you, you're, you know, you've seen, you've seen one team use a fucking, Use a Lucio, a Lucio Zen or Anna comp or Lu- I'm sorry, a Lucio, a Lucio Zen Brigitte with uh with a, a Zarya Ryan and a Diva like so much that at this point you're just like I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing having teams have the exact same mirror match. So I think it's the idea of they were like, oh shit, I think our viewership might plummet because if we see if we have another fucking stage of goats, if we have a grand finals of goats, nobody's gonna watch. I don't, we won't get as much of an interest as we as we have been having. So I think that's why they also pushed for this two 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 lock, which I think it's bullshit. I think we were naturally going into a new a new comp, but that's my my own opinion. That's that's true because even as like the casual viewer of Overwatch, I would say that I was getting bored because like there were times where I would tune in like randomly, be like oh see, let's see what esports is on this weekend, right? And it would just be like watching the same characters do the exact same positioning as each other just didn't make sense. It's like, like I get why it works and how it works and why everyone's using because like you want to use the best meta, right? But it's kind of like what people say about boxing or UFC. Like it's a spectator sport. You want to make it entertaining. Like it's... There are going to people that be like, well, I do it because I want to win. There are other do- mm-hmm. people do it like Conor McGregor, for example. Like, I want to win, but I also want to put on a show. I want to make it entertaining. I want people to be like, I watch it for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's why he also talks a lot. Of, he does a lot of trash talk. And he is the way he is, like pre-fights and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, and so I'm in 100 greens with that. Like, I think they should, there should have been efforts made to change it due to viewership maybe being bored but like you said there are people who did things to counter it where it may not have been necessary but i also looked at it as um kind of like what league when they did like the the role assignments like Mm -hmm. when you do casual or ranked 
someone saying like people arguing like go this go that <clears throat> yeah and this is a way to kind of prevent it because it's like like you pick the role you play it now i don't know how they're going to do it in game like in league you could probably say like oh, i'm going support and then still pick like a different style laner no well no now but it's it's, it's locking say, it's locking into like the role lock role, right? if you if you it's essentially if you lock in as a support when you go to select your hero you can only pick the supports if you say i'm damaged you only can select the damage you can't swap it's the and it takes away the 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 idea of it takes away the the desperation moves it takes away those last minute clutch plays i feel like sometimes it takes away the it takes away your support swapping over to a fucking to a to a to a to a to a tank to delay anything like that. I think it takes away some of that that like stress that adrenaline rush, you know? Because it's the idea of like watching, being able to see like your DPS player suddenly just swap over to like a Hammond, and and then like coming through and being like, hey, like just delaying and then clutching it out and then being able to go back to what they were. And I feel like you're not going to see that a lot. Um, you know, you might start to see DPS players be like, oh. Like, shit, this is, like, in overtime or, like, whatever. I need to delay. I'll switch over to a May. Cool. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like it won't be as exciting or exhilarating when you have such a limited pool, you know? Yeah. Well, moving on from the 2-2-2 roll lock, let's talk about Spark sending out a warning to their DPS player, Crystal. He applied for a 10-day leave. For family sickness, um, I guess he was he was supposed to be back on July fifteenth, and yeah. he has not. So, Spark put out a warning that says Crystal applied for a ten day leave for family sickness. Uh, Spark accepted immediately with deep concern, but we aren't paid back with equal respect. And I think this is translated directly from Korean, so there may be like broken English. Um, Crystal is still absent as he promised to be back July 15th. In addition, Spark never received uh, positive approaches of requests for extended leave. Crystal has violated the team regula- regulations. But I think it's also, okay, so here's my thing. Crystal literally immediately after that came out and said, like, my visa wasn't approved for me to come back. It was just approved and I'm trying to get back as fast as I can. Yeah, yeah but he, he, and he posted that, like, what, the next day? Not even like I think within the next hour, the few hours, because I think Spark literally decided to publicly just come out and be like, "Hey, like he did this shit and he fucked yeah. with us." And I'm like, I feel like you should have waited a little bit longer. Yeah, he was one definitely like, like end of day because he was just day. like, "Yo, my visa hasn't been approved," and like a lot of people are like, "Hey, what the fuck? Family's important," and like Spark is like, "No, no, 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 we're not saying we're sh- we're not sh- we're not we're not shaming him because his family was sick." We immediately said he could go, but he never told us, like, that he, would he never came back. That, yeah. But he also said, so I, like, yeah, like, including, like, my visa. But he also said, like, no one told me that I had to put in, like, he wasn't aware or made aware of a policy where he had to, like, inform them of an extended leave. Yeah. I think, I think personally, it would have been a good courteous thing to say, hey, by the way. I think like, I think both Crystal, I think both Crystal and and the Spark are in are are in the wrong and in the right. Yeah, should, I don't think they should have done it publicly. No, I don't. Yeah, should should Crystal have been like, "Hey, I'm having trouble with my visa coming back. I'm trying my best." Yes. Should the team, but should the team have? Should he have said something? Yes. 
should the team have publicly aired that? I don't think so yet. Absolutely. You not. know, I, I think it was, uh, I know in the rules, it's supposed to say when you publicly punish somebody, I don't think you should have publicly punished somebody immediately. I think you should have done more investigation. I think you should have been like, hey, what's up? Unless they were, unless they were just like, hey, we're trying to reach out to you. You haven't reached out. You, you went MIA, blah, 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 blah. If that was the case, then yeah, Crystal kind of fucked up. But we don't know what's the case. They kind of just made it seem like Crystal was supposed to come back, didn't come back. We're mad. He's getting warned. We're finding him. And I think, too, is like with like him having a visa issue, that should be something that they should be able to check and follow up pretty easily. Like, does he have not, does he not have like a friend that they could communicate? And also there's not a player manager who could come forward and be like, Hey, like that he can come that either he could come to, or if he did come to them, can they, does he turn around to the organization? Hey, listen, crystal can't, he's having trouble coming back in. Like, like there has to, there, there, there had to have been a player manager in that. Unless it was the idea of, again, the player manager was constantly reaching out and being like, hey, where are you? Where are you? And he was, like, ignoring it. I don't know. Yeah, to me, it's just weird that it's like, they didn't say, like, hey, we attempted to reach out. It's more of like, yo, you're about to be fine. Like, get back here. That's weird to me. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about, um? let's keep it on Overwatch. How do you feel about Martin Garrix? being announced to perform at Overwatch League Grand Finals. I think it's better than DJ Khaled. I'll say I think that. it's I think it's better than DJ Khaled, but here's the thing. You have a fucking DJ who's a huge Overwatch League supporter and a huge Overwatch player. How the fuck couldn't y'all get Zed? Literally, we've seen him on like Instagram, like he's just like, oh, I'm clubbing at blah, 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 or I'm doing a set, and he's in like a New York Excelsior jersey. Y'all couldn't get him? Really? <laughs> I bet you it would have been the same amount of money between getting him or, or Martin Garrix. I like, think they went with Mark. I don't I don't know what song, if he's put out one recently, but I feel like it's just going to be, he's going to be like, uh, no one told me what this crowd was going to be like. Like, people are going to know who he is, but they're like, not hype for it. And he's just going to play Animals, and then people are going to be like, oh, it's this guy. Yeah. Oh, cool. All the fucking animals. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I have to say, I guess I'm glad I'm not going to Grand Finals. I'll be at TwitchCon. Are they during the so, same weekend? Yeah. Dude, so would Troy. Troy would be at TwitchCon. Why do esports do this? And why... Do, I don't understand why they plan literally Grand Finals and important tournaments the same time as yeah. TwitchCon. This is like the second year that they've done this. I think uh, last year Grand or two years ago, they planned DreamHack Grand, Denver. DreamHack and Grand Finals were the same weekend? No, no, no. They, 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 planned, they planned TwitchCon around the same time as like a DreamHack Denver and like one other event. There was like literally three events in one weekend. And it was like all around TwitchCon and DreamHack. And I can't remember what the third was. But it's like mm. every time they plan TwitchCon, it's always around some a major event, and then people have to decide, oh, do I want to go to TwitchCon or do I want to go to this? And it's like, yeah. it's weird because it's like, I'm pretty sure streamers will want to go to like, Overwatch streamers will want to go to the World Grand Finals, but they're also going to want to go to TwitchCon because Engage with their fans. So it's like, which one do you do? 
And as a fan, how do you decide which one do you do? I feel like more people as a fan will go to TwitchCon, but it's yeah, like, well, well, that, why host them at the same time or not yeah, well, at, in the same area? Yeah. What the fuck? And, and yeah, so Grand funny. Finals is in Philly versus TwitchCon being in San Jose. Which obviously more people are going to pick. Hey, let's go to San Jose over Philly. Yeah, that's right. San Jose is beautiful. But you pretty much you just wish they would have got Zed over Martin Garrett's. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If if we had to do final thoughts right now, yeah, Zed over Zed over Martin Garrett's. They're both they're, they're both pretty trash DJs anyway, but whatever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. I just want to know if Martin Garrett's or Zed listened to this. That was um. Henry, you can follow him at H F R A N C C C C C C C C C C C C. Um, no, I haven't listened to like EDM or anything that much lately, so I don't know. But I think them picking an EDM DJ over DJ Khaled, in my opinion, is better. I feel like it'll be less cringe, and Martin Garrix might slightly be more aware of like the audience that he's playing to. Yeah, man, be hyped for it. No man, he's gonna do that that wild. Uh, he's gonna play the fucking Tetris remix that every fucking DJ plays at every con after party. Oh my, gee. can we just ban that song, please? Silence. Um, Silence. I wanted to get into like this Richard Lewis interview with um, Fifth Lauren, but it's so in depth. Pretty much, yeah, I feel there's like, like I'm gonna do like a quick I, overview real quick. Yeah, yeah, hit it, hit it. I was gonna say I feel like that's something we gotta kind of like we might have to like go in in like an in a deep dive next week. Well, I can do like but, a quick overview. I, if with the deep dive thing, I feel like it's more of like you got to watch the interview and like right, right, the response right. of Nip, and then like just follow the tweets. But pretty much, Fifth Lauren came out and said, "Yo, NFP wasn't that great when I was on the team. They owe us money. Super lot of shady stuff going on. CEOs disappearing. Saying they go to Thailand. There's no money left. Um, new investors coming in who are like parent company of something that's owned by like another." investor that's tied with the 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 org a lot of super shady stuff um fifth lauren just came out and was like he's left twitch so he's gonna speak out in regards to it because it would look really shady if like he said something about nip while working at twitch because they're partnered so it's a two-hour interview but i highly recommend listening to it um richard lewis talking to uh fifth lauren from nip and it was weird because he was wearing a nip shirt while he was discussing this which i thought was kind of funny um but i recommend going to watch that video and then looking at uh nip's response because a lot of people called them out about their response um to his interview and then just go to fifth lauren uh like twitter and just follow his tweets because like it's a lot yeah. and we've been talking for like what like an hour now an hour and a half so like it's a lot of information to digest and talk about so we might cover it on a later episode um let's let's do a closeout uh topic of can i just have a quick can i just i know we're, can we just go back to overall for two seconds What's so harms spark 16 hours ago tweeted um Matt, uh first week of stage four bad luck never came alone match lost overwatch crystal our dps missed scrims gushway was targeted in the match constantly Spark was laughed at, laugh, was laughed at, at our, wait, that's not even English. Spark was laughed at our terrible English. Oh, okay, that's not English. It, it might um, have been translated wrong. 
And then somebody tweeted, and it, and I feel like I totally support this, is bringing up a player that already had a public statement against them, then trying to meme such thing is really bad, is is really in bad taste. Trying to scapegoat him for a loss. It's a team game. You win and lose as such. Try again, Spark. Social media manager, this is not okay. Publicly blaming one of your players for a loss. That's just kind of weird, man. <laughs> Yeah, definitely something. Like, why wouldn't you want to talk about that yeah. behind the scenes versus like, hey, let's tweet about and say like we're blaming this all on you. That's a little weird. Actually, I just I'm reading, I'm scrolling through Twitter and seeing some news. Yeah, that's two, uh, two other topics we got to talk about. Oh, so let's let's get into our, real quick. What's our closer? What's our closer? Well, this isn't gonna be the closer. This is gonna be the pre-closer. <laughs> the pre-close. Yeah, the, there'll be a, like a smaller close, whatever. But let's get into how do you feel about FIFA packs and loot boxes not being considered gambling in the uh, United Kingdom? I'm okay with that. It's whatever. Like, I think it is. Throw, okay. If you want to throw your money at virtual things, go for it. You want to do it, fucking do it. You know, like get your like if you're a kid, yeah, get your parents' permission. Don't fucking steal their credit card. Don't steal their PayPal information. Don't be a fucking dick. But hey, it's not, you know, it's you're paying for something, you're getting some it's the idea of also you're getting something always. That's what I always feel like. With loot boxes, like, yeah, you're not getting the big prize, but you are getting something. It's not like gambling where you really put in money and could get absolutely nothing. Mm. That's how I feel. I feel like you're always getting something back. Yes, it's not like even if we take Overwatch loot boxes, it's like Okay, you didn't get the skin you wanted, but you got some other shit, and yeah, it's not that great, but you did get shit back. You did pay for something and get something in return. You're not going to a to you're not going to a roulette machine, putting in thirty dollars and then getting nothing back in return. That's, well, you don't uh, think that? I think that's some form of gambling. Maybe not like. I think it's I think it's a very low stakes gambling. I don't think it's high stakes like. Oh, I'm putting in $30 and I may get something or I may get nothing. That's that's my thoughts on it. I think So, so you look at more of like you're you're buying some you're buying something but it's more of a surprise. It's, yeah, it's the idea of when you go to the store and you get a blind backs toy. Like think about it. Think about all the times you go to a store. Think of actually think about any like uh, a gaption machine. A gashapon machine. You're going in there, you're putting in your money, and you're getting something back. It may not be the thing you want, but you're getting something back. You're getting a toy back. It's the exact same thing. You're going into this knowing that, yes, I'm going to get something. It may be this, or it may be this. It may not, it's something, it's, when you're, when you're putting in this money in loot boxes and all this stuff, you're gambling to get a specific item. You're not gambling to get, to get a uh, return, you know? You're getting something back. You're not, you know, do you, if, I don't know. I may have. I, I, get what, you, I understand where you're coming what I'm from. I get what you're saying and I understand where you're coming from. Like, and there are two definitions to gambling. There's, you play games for a chance for money, which isn't what people are doing. But then also the second definition is take a risky action in the hope of a desired result. So Fair. technically you are gambling, but. And this is why what you said makes sense is like you're not getting what you wanted, but then that kind of contradicts what gambling is because it's like you're not getting your desired result. 
So in a way, it is gambling, but I also see where you're coming from by saying like, if you purchase something and you're getting something back, it's not gambling because you got something in return where usually when you think of gambling, it's I'm putting money on this and then you get nothing in return at all. Yeah. So I think it's like, like you said, it's a a low risk or not like a a high tier type of gambling. It's very like because again, it goes back to the idea. It goes back to the idea of would you consider a guy somebody goes in and buys a blind box toy, uh, and then getting it? Would you be like, hey, they shouldn't be doing that. That could be illegal. Oh, I won't. I won't say it's illegal or they shouldn't be doing it. But if the person went in and say, I'm not hey, saying that's you, not I'm gambling. Oh no, no, I'm 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 just giving an example, like me or whoever i don't think they should be saying hey that's illegal you shouldn't do it i think they should say more of like if someone was saying hey that's not gambling it's like um it is gambling because they're taking a risk of getting something that they don't know if it's what they want but is it fine like is it cool like sure they're not hurting anyone as long like you said like not stealing people's credit cards robbing people to do this cool but is it a form of gambling yes should it be considered a form of gambling sure is it an extreme no so i think it, it, it should be considered like case by case but i think the uk and i can't speak for the united kingdom because i don't know what their you know economy and all mm. that stuff is like but to say it's not out like outright just say it's not gambling i feel like is wrong because it's like it is a form of gamble it's just not as risky depending on like what you consider a risky mm. gamble is or not. That's how I look at it. Mm. But moving on from, I just wanted to cover that real quick and get your thoughts. Cause it was something that I was reading in the news. Here we go. Final topic. This just in player, a 16 year old player by the name of Booga has won the world cup, uh, solos. He just won $3 million. Must be fucking nice. All I'm going to say is, Booga, pay your taxes, dog. Because these yeah, actually, motherfuckers yeah. will come for you. Yeah, pay your fucking money. Whatever you got to sign, get a lawyer, or like have somebody go through that fucking that, that release of your money. Because guess what? If you don't fucking pay attention, in about a year, someone's going to be like, hey, you know that $3 million you want? You owe $3 million now to the government. Careful with that shit. Yeah. Also, wasn't the Fortnite World Cup here in New York? Uh, yeah, and FaZe had like a uh, a meetup that got shut down by the Popo. So they had a party. No, it was like, are you talking about the FaZe thing where they blocked off like mad streets because of how many people showed up? Oh, that wasn't no. a party. That was like, uh, hey, we're here if you want to meet us, and like mad people turned up. Yeah, I saw a cup on the on the sidewalk. They did a lot of like FaZe graffiti. Like the like, and it was just like phase versus the world. I'm like, man, they did a lot of like posters and shit all around New York City. I'm just like, man, out of here. Well, well, speaking of that, we also got to say congratulations to um, the first deaf and first female gamer to sign with Phase Ewok. Oh yeah, congratulations to her. I know a lot of people were like, oh, they're taking advantage of her. Listen, if that's what she wants to do, she makes that decision. Congrats to her. Do your thing. That's all I'm gonna say on. I, I have my views on. I, I have my views on Phase. They aren't to me. They aren't the greatest. Like I, I don't think they're the greatest. But 
congratulations to her. Shout out to her. I hope that they treat her right and best of luck on your oh, success. And shout out. I would say shout out to Anbox for having a successful launch of your company. It's going to be the premier uh, manager organizer for all New York City for all New York esports. So shout out to them. They had a successful launch party at three six eight, and yeah. And Booga pay your taxes. Booga and pay make, your fucking money. And make sure Centennials don't rob you. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Any final words before we close this out, Henry? My final words to everyone out there. Drink your water, guys. It's really hot out. That's my final words. Just drink water. Just water. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Till Game Good. Oh, no, I fucked it up. No. Yeah. Your bitch ass. No. Came back and you fucked it up. I gave you the opportunity. I was like, I was gonna ask. I was like, Henry, you want to close out? But I took the Let side. Me, can I started Can it. I get a re? Can I get a mulligan? But yeah, I'll give you a redo. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode twenty six of Till Good Game Do Us Part. You guys can find us on Twitter. You guys can find each of us individual on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up. If you want to yell at us about something, feel free to. If you want to just say that Troy's mad whack. Feel free to. Thanks, guys, for listening. We love you. Thank you for your support. Think what if